following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. something you're moving well here I guess I'll give you some too then here I'll give you some too and anybody else who wants to give you some before you leave all right <laughs> I'm not moving but I need some money too if y'all are giving it out today What a blessing. Amen. Jesus, keep us at your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all got a tissue over there? I need to blow my nose or something. Thank you. Appreciate that. Anybody need a tissue? Jeff's got some. Jeff's got a tissue if you need them. All right. Uh, Jesus. He's something, isn't he? He's here, isn't he? Holy Spirit is here. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. We'll ask him. Eliana may be traveling back and forth as a missionary. <laughs> Thank you, guys. What a blessing y'all are. We are, as Bev mentioned, we are uh, believing for dance to get its full expression in our congregation. And so... Why don't we just go ahead and pray into this while we're in this moment. So, Holy Spirit, we just say let the ministry of dance find its full manifestation in our environment of worship. Lord, send us the dancer. Send us the talent, the gifts, the instruction. Lord, the anointing. Lord, to celebrate and worship you in the dance. Lord, we know there's something really powerful that transpires in that moment. And so, Lord, we just thank you and honor you and bless you for that, answering that prayer for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Were you going to say something? Oh, you were just raving. Oh. <laughs> okay. Praising God. I like praising God. We want to take just a few moments today and, um, wow, just, I was going to talk to you when Chuck Pierce was here, but when Chuck's here, it's hard to say anything, isn't it? I mean, Chuck, just once he gets rolling, it's hard to, hard to get going. But I really want to take a few moments today and, and share with you, especially a lot of you that are watching online today, and just remind us again where I feel like we are. We're in a transition. 
And so we're going to transition as a church. We're going to transition as people, individuals. We're going to transition in the earth. And so if you're looking for normal, you're going to be disappointed. Because we're not going, there, there, is a, there is no normal anymore. And so if you're waiting for things to get back like they used to be, I need to just go ahead and let you know, don't do that. Because not for anybody's sake but your own, because you're going to be very disappointed because it's never going to be back to normal. Our culture will never be back to normal. Our world will never be back to normal. Or, or what we knew as normal. They've, they've uh, titled it a new normal. But we've got to be okay with that. Because I know the Lord is totally orchestrating it. People said, you know, during this COVID pandemic, you know, uh, which I totally get the freedom aspect of churches gathering. And I knew so there were some states that had to fight for their right to worship. And I get that totally. But when, when they were challenged by the fact where, you know, liquor stores and tattoo parlors are essential, but the church is not essential as far as being able to gather. And I know some states had to fight for that. I took that actually as an instruction from the Lord to say, is the church actually essential? Like, are we essential? And are we essential just because we gather and worship? Or maybe is God saying something to his church? And so I really feel like God is speaking to the church like never before. And you can feel the transition. You can sense the transition. There's still some people, they just don't feel comfortable coming to worship yet. And that's got to be okay with everybody. There's people who still need to wear a mask. Some people, especially in Alabama, have never wanted to wear a mask. And that's okay too. But when you see the infighting and the, all of that going on, that's not God. And that's not what God wants his church and our reputation to be in the earth. God is speaking. God is challenging us. God is talking to us. He, I know he's talking to you. He's talking to me. He's talking to us as individuals. And I believe God put the whole earth on pause to prepare us for the greatest harvest the earth has ever seen. Bob Jones prophesied when the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl that it will begin a billion soul transformational revival. One billion. Immediately what happens? Pandemic comes and everything shuts down. People have said, well, that's the enemy trying to stop it. No, I believe that's the Lord trying to prepare us for it. Because if that hadn't happened, we would still be doing church the same way we've been doing it forever without any expectation of anything new, anything different, anything else that God wants to do. And so I believe God put us on pause so we could say, okay, what is God wanting? Now, I don't know about you, but this is all my heart is for us. What does God want? Not what I want, not what you want, not what people even, what does God want? That's the question I've been asked, that I started asking. God, what do you want? And we just made a decision as a church. We hold everything loosely. God, you tell us how to gather. You show us what to do. You, you speak your will into existence, and we will totally follow you. We hold nothing tightly at all. Because we, we, we only want what God wants. And so right in the midst of this, God spoke very clearly to me. And gave me Isaiah 58, which has been a foundational scripture for our church. But the only tweak that he gave me was, Kent, Word Alive will not have Isaiah 58. Word Alive will actually be Isaiah 58. And you open that scripture and here's what it says. Shout a full-throated shout, hold nothing back, a trumpet blast. Shout, tell my people what's wrong with their lives. Face my family, Jacob, with their sins. They're busy, busy, busy at worship. And love studying all about me. 
To all appearances, they're a nation of right living people, law abiding, God honoring. They ask me, what's the right thing to do? And love having me on their side, but they also complain. Why do we fast and you don't look our way? Why do we humble ourselves and you don't even notice? Well, here's why. The bottom line is on your fast days, it's for profit. You drive your employees much too hard. You fast, but at the same time, you bicker and fight. You fast, but you swing a mean fist. The kind of fasting you do won't even get your prayers off the ground. Do you think this is the kind of fast I'm after? A day to show off humility, to put on a pious long face and parade around Solomon in black? You call that fasting? A fast day that I, God, would like? This is the kind of fast I'm after. To break the chains of injustice. Get rid of exploitation in the workplace. Free the oppressed. Cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do, now this is God talking. Touch your neighbor and say, God is talking. Touch your neighbor and say it with conviction. God is talking. This is what I'm interested in you doing. Sharing your food with the hungry. Inviting the homeless poor into your homes. Putting clothes on the children ill-clad. Being available to your own families. Do this and the lights will turn on. And your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. And you will pray and God will answer. And you will call for help and he will say, here I am. So God began to tell me, Kent, you got to change the way you do things. Because the way you're doing things is not what I want. I'm not looking for people to gather just for the sake of worshiping, hearing a message, and living their lives. Here's just the way God talks to me. God said, if you'll just tell people you meet God's needs, and God will definitely meet your needs. See, most of us have gone to church all our life thinking we're going to get our needs met. That's not why the church was birthed. The church was birthed to meet God's needs. You say, I didn't know how God had needs. Yes, God actually has needs. You say, what are they? He told us, Matthew 25, when I was sick, you came to visit me. When I was poor, you looked after me. When I needed clothes, you, you clothed me. When I was sick, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was in prison, you came to see me. Lord, when did we do this to you? When you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. That's God's needs in the earth. And so God's basically saying, I, I'm real, and this is just, you get into some of these translations, the scriptures will scare the daylights out of you, but God's kind of like, I'm sick of it. Like, this is kind of what, you read some of these translations, it really freaked me out. God says, like, I'm sick of hearing you. And not actually doing what I'm wanting you to do. And that's live out this lifestyle of the way. See, in the Western church, we so bought into Jesus as Savior. And thank God he is a savior. But if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And so we bought into a, a westernized gospel where the gospel is say a prayer, get saved, go to heaven one day, and then just go on about your life, raise your family, work your job. But that's never, Jesus never once said worship me. There's not one scripture that says worship Jesus. It actually says follow me. Jesus is a way. Jesus is a way. In other words, that's what the early church was called, a way. It's the way to live, not just a salvation door to a life hereafter. Thank God for that. But it's a way to live life now. Repent. The kingdom of God is here. There's another way to see, another way to live, another way to behave that's of another world. 
that Jesus has brought to us through the kingdom of God. And so this is what God is looking for, in my opinion, from us, from the church, is to be those people who put the needs of God above our own needs, trusting that if we will, we will never have any needs. Because he promises, if we'll do that, wild promises. He says, if you'll serve the poor, if you'll take care of the hungry, if you'll meet the needs of others, your healings will manifest. Miracles will manifest. Glory will be revealed. I will be your rear guard. I will protect you. I will look after you. And so I think we've really got to really listen to what God's saying to do that. So when I prayerfully considered this, I said, well, Lord, what, 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 how do we step into this? And so I just felt like a conviction from the Lord that we should change the way we gather. So we went from meeting every Sunday to meeting once a month. And people, you know, are people. And, uh, you know, and I understand, and I'm not being, ne- please, none of it's negative, it's just, this just is what it is. And so, I just need you to understand what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to follow the Lord. Now, my dream was that in the process, that I just felt it was too much to ask of people. Like, if you're really asking people to live Isaiah 58, that means live for others, not yourself. That's costly. That costs time, money, energy, effort. That means you're not just living your own schedule. You give your schedule to God. I felt it was just an, not fair to ask people to obey God and live in a transformational life, giving God over your money, your time, and everything, and then also demanding be here every week to serve the Lord. So I'm thinking we worship God once a month and then the other Sundays we'll figure out how to serve people. And then what happens is we'll come once a month not to hear a story, but we'll come with a story. How God stepped in our lives and touched somebody in a transformational way and we bring these stories to celebrate that. And that's happening. And it's getting exciting. I got a letter from a 20-year-old girl this week who was, who was trapped in an abusive home where her stepfather was sexually abusing her and her mother was on drugs. She was 16 years old at the time and prayed, Jesus, I don't even know if you're real, but this is all in the letter. She said, I don't even know if you're real, but if you are real, just don't let it happen tonight. Not let it stop, but if you're just real, just don't let it happen tonight and she said and it didn't happen and I knew he was real two weeks later she found Word Alive online got saved online three years later now she was here this month she's gotten out of that dreadful place she was in she's got a wonderful foster mother who's connected to Word Alive she saved she got filled with the Holy Spirit she got baptized here three transformation uh, 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 weekends ago and this summer she's spending her whole summer on the mission field as a missionary and praying for her family to be saved and restored we, we got a call from a, a basketball coach who's never been on campus and he's not like a coach of a team he's actually like a mentor he trains students in skills so that they can actually make the team. And he watches online. He's never been here. But he grabbed hold of the message of Ecclesia and he grabbed hold of the message that he is a minister, that he has the power of Holy Spirit. And so he began to use his coaching endeavors as a ministry. His call to us this week was, I really don't know what to do. Could you help me? I've got 35 students who need to be water baptized. Could I bring them to Word Alive and get them baptized because they've accepted the Lord and they need to be baptized and they want to follow Jesus? This is somebody who's never even been on.
so it's, we're, we're starting to gain traction. We're starting to believe. And I'll get to that point, but really what this is about is us getting to the place where we actually believe who we actually are. And God actually begins to move us on out into our destinies, in our ministry, in our purpose, in our callings, in this transition. But this is how, this is what God's doing. This is how God is transitioning people. There's only one goal in this transition, and that is that God's saints are empowered and equipped for the work of ministry. This is the whole, what the whole transition's about. It's been God's plan from the very beginning that all God's people are trained, equipped, and ministers in the kingdom of God. So touch your neighbor and say, you're being ordained today. Now, in the midst of this process, it's working, but also we realized, well, wait a minute, because I started to hear from some folks, there's some new believers that, that feel like they need to be here every week because they're brand new believers, and they, and they need to be here. I, I said, you're right, you're right. Then there were some others that came and said, you know, we just don't feel totally equipped yet. Like, we don't feel totally equipped to step into what we feel like we're called to step into. Got it. And then there were some that actually just said, Kent, you know what? We just feel called to be at War Live every week. Just feel called. And we have enough time to live a transformational lifestyle and be there. Just to be a part of what's going on. So, hearing all that. Next Sunday, 10 a.m., Maddox Hall, we'll start what we're calling Worship in the Word. And that's anybody that needs to be here on a Sunday for Worship in the Word. There's going to be a place right here for you to hear the Word and to worship the Lord and to be right here on campus every week if, if that's what you feel called to do. But there again, the end game is not to come here and worship. The end game is that we all are equipped and empowered to be ministers in the kingdom of God and be sent as ambassadors to. And I know it's a tough transition. Look, guys, I, it's a, we're transitioning. I don't like change. It's a tough transition, I know. And, uh, and, and, and I wouldn't, I, you know, some Sundays I know what I'm doing, some Sundays I don't know, have a clue what I'm doing, so. This is kind of, I'm an in-between Sunday here. But, you know, the rumors get started. So the rumor got started that I'm leaving the church. So that I, I wanted to meet less so I could gradually find my way out. I, I got text this week, Kent, we're, we heard a rumor, you're leaving the church. So I need to answer that. I am leaving the church. I'm leaving the church that I probably was a part of building that's man-made. I'm leaving the church that's only built on consumerism gospel that we just want our needs met and we're not concerned about the needs of others. I'm leaving the church that really has become anemic and lack of power because we've not bought into the real mission that God has called us to be in the earth. I'm leaving the church that's based on political agenda and not based upon God's word and the power of his Holy Spirit. And I'm leaving the church where that is controlled by men and denomination and outside powers. And I'm going to be a part of the church who is led by the spirit of the living God and empowered by the spirit of the living God. And we're marked by one thing. We have the life of Jesus flowing on the inside of us. Now, this church that I'm talking about, you can't leave that church. Why? You can't join that church. You have to be born into that church. You can join that other church and you can actually decide to leave that other church. But you can't leave the church you're born into. And that is the church that Jesus said, I will build and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This is the church that's built on one thing. You've got a revelation of who Jesus Christ actually is. And on this rock, I will build my church on a church where people get a revelation. You get a revelation. That's the only way in this church I want to be a part of. You can't join it. You can't control it. 
It's not earthly. It's heavenly. And you're born into it by revelation. You have to get a revelation. That's why most churches are trying to equip saints. And we don't have a revelation because you, you can only equip saints. And who wants a saint? A saint is someone who realizes your life does not belong to you anymore. It belongs to someone else. That's a saint. And so, well, And, and, and don't be concerned. Don't be concerned. And I'm not saying this angrily, but don't be concerned for me. I belong to somebody. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm already locked up. So don't get concerned about me. I've already committed. I'm going all the way to the end. I'm not backing up. I'm not stopping. I'm not quitting. I've committed all the way to the end. I don't belong to myself anymore. So people being concerned, oh, my God, Kent, the church is dwindling. Maybe it is. The church that you can see. But the church you can't see, that God's building, that God's bringing together, the ecclesia that's about to arise in the earth. This is a church that God's building. And we've been in a pandemic. I'm just saying, don't get concerned. I mean, I, I'm concerned enough for all of us. Because first thing people do when they don't like the direction you go is they take their money and go somewhere else. That's the church I don't want to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of that church anymore. It's too wishy-washy. It's too fickled. You know, the next greatest thing comes along, well, I'm going to jump on there and see what they can do for me. I don't want to be a part of that church anymore. I don't want to be in the church business. I, I want out of the church business. You say, what's a church building business? Filling seats for money to pay bills. Unless the Lord builds the house, the labor labors in vain. Come on, somebody. If God don't pay the bills, the bills ain't going to get paid. If God don't build a house, the house ain't going to get built. If God doesn't build a church, the church ain't going to rise. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus is building a church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We may have 300, we may have 3,000. It matters not. What matters is we obey Him. That's all that matters. Man didn't call me into this. I don't got a degree. They wouldn't let Bev and I in a denomination. Thank the Lord. When Benny grandfathered all of his pastors into a denomination at one point in his ministry, he came and said, Kent, he said, I love you, but they don't want you. They don't want you and Bev. I said, that's fine. Why? Because we, you know, divorce and all that, you know. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just trying to be real with you today. Because I know, like, what do they call it? Say, the elephant's in the room? Well, let's just chew him up, spit him out, and be done with him. What do you think? God's raising up an army. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited to do who the army look, what it looks like. I love it when it talks about David's men. It says they were broke, discouraged disillusioned, despondent, and all the D words. And all of a sudden, God turned them into a mighty army. This is where we're at. This is the transition we're in. God's raising up an army. 
an army of love-filled believers. And, and, and it's not complicated. This is where I'm trying to get to, and I kind of know I'm... But it's not complicated. And I think we've complicated everything. And that's the reason you don't feel empowered to do it, because the church has made it so complicated to do. That we think you got to jump through all these hoops and do all this nonsense to even be prepared to get ready to do. And I've done it to you. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've, I've just done the best I can. And that's all I can offer you. I just do the best I can. And it's not perfect, I guarantee you. But it's the best. I, I've tried the best I can. And I've just done what I know to do. But as I know to do better, I do better. And now I know to do better. And to do better is this thing ain't complicated. If you've received the life of Jesus, then you have life to give. If you've not received the life of Jesus, you have no life to give. That's as simple as it gets. And so there's so many people in the church that are convinced, but you're not converted. It's a good idea to follow Jesus, but you've never truly received the life of Jesus. Because once you have that experience, then you have plenty to give to others. Because the life you have, the life you give away. Jesus keeps giving you life, and you keep giving life away. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says it like this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. Place it before God as an offering. Embrace what God does for you as the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. How many of us have gone to church for years without even thinking about why we were actually going? Come on, somebody. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. This is where we are. God's maturing his church. And he's maturing his church to where people where we present our lives, our daily, ordinary, walking around lives, present them to God as an offering, make ourselves available, and watch what God can do. Yesterday was one of the craziest days that I've had in a long time. I woke up in the morning with a call from the mayor of Hobson City saying, will you help us transform our city? She's got a big garden spot. I said, I know gardeners. I said, what can I do for you? She said, in my, I'm standing here with... Uh, Michael Douglas from the Globetrotters. She said, can I use your gymnasium for this summer for a camp for kids so we can raise some money for our gymnasium in Hobson City so we can start having our own camps? An hour later, I'm down here with the Michael Douglas from the Globetrotters, spinning the ball on his finger and making half, trying to make half-court shots and dreaming about transformation. I'm like, Lord, what the Saturday morning? Ecclesia. So now it gets, pretty, it gets pretty natural. This is where I want to get to. and Maybe it speaks to you. I may not. But this is my everyday walking around life. So I'm trying to get a U-Haul ready because we're doing some projects up in North Carolina. I'm trying to get a U-Haul ready. I call them, and it's supposed to be picked up in Oxford. And they said, we're sorry. you got to go to Piedmont to get it. And I'm like, y'all know that one? That's, you don't use that here, but you know, that, the one you use at home. Not the one you use here on Sunday, but that home language. That one. Now, all the way to Piedmont. I said, well, I'm like, what the, how do you reserve something in Oxford and you tell me I got to go to Piedmont? And Bell's always tell me, be careful, they know you're a pastor. So here I am, bebopping to Piedmont, thinking, complaining. Oh, fucking with Piedmont. <laughs> Get to Piedmont, walk up, there's the most beautiful black girl, 20 years old, standing at the counter. She's just gorgeous. 
and she's trying to figure out how to pay for a U-Haul to move from Gadsden to Anniston. She's got her mom on the phone trying to figure out how to get her car to go through, and it won't work. And I'm sitting there, and the Lord said, this is why you need to get a new bike. I'm like, oh, Jehovah Sneaky. I said, how much is the, how much you need? She told him, I said, I got that. She's, her mom's on speakerphone. She goes, mom, somebody just paid. And mom said, Lord Jesus, who is that man? Hug him and kiss him right there where you at. <laughs> Jesus sent that man to you today, girl. <laughs> See, we get it complicated. We tell my keys to the kingdom. What is a generosity? Is a key to the kingdom. Love is a key to the kingdom. Patience is a key to the kingdom. We think we're all this. It's just your everyday walking around life presented to the Lord as an offering saying, Lord, here I am. Use me and I believe I am worth using. Hold on. And then be okay when he uses you. Because I got into this and I said, Lord, those people are using me. I got in a situation, they were, I mean, it was, they were using me. And I said, Lord, they're using me. He said, I thought that's what you prayed. I said, what do you mean? You said, Lord, use me. I said, yeah, I didn't mean that. The Lord said, well, if I'm supplying everything they're using, what's your problem? Come on. If that's not bad enough, I got a high point. That was my high point. I head back home, and I've got the wrong size truck. So we get it fully loaded with help from some wonderful men here today that helped me from our Seven Springs. Wrong size truck. So now I got to try to find another truck that's big enough to get it and get it back to get all that stuff out of that truck. And now it's for sure. <laughs> Can't find a truck anywhere within 100 miles of here. Finally, one just pops up out of nowhere at a bail bondsman's office. That, unfortunately, I'm very familiar with. <laughs> and I, so here I know, here I go now, off on another, you know, still not thinking about the Lord. It's just, he just keeps showing up. So I show up, here I am, in the rain, they show up. Next thing you know, we're talking about a bigger U-Haul, we're talking about a story, and they're like, what is your word of life? I said, like, it's a church. She said, what kind of church? I said, well, I guess we're kind of like a interdenomination. She said, oh, my God. I said, what is it? She said, we moved here nine months ago. And she said, I hate church shopping. She said, I ain't going to do it. She said, I said, Lord, you tell us where we need to go. She said, and I know God sent you to me today, and I know now where I need to go to church. And it's like the Lord said, I'll even use you in your, I'll use you right in even in the midst of all that. Sometimes it's praying for a demon. Sometimes it's giving some money. Sometimes it's praying for faith. Sometimes it's just saying something kind. Sometimes it's giving a hug. But it's just taking our everyday normal walking around life and saying serving God ain't about what we do on Sunday. It's about what we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we begin to let God raise up an army in the earth that brings a radical transformation by the power of ecclesia. It's happening. I said, it's happening. I was just in California early in the morning, got in a car with an Uber driver. 
an Uber driver. His testimony was his mother birthed him chained to a sheriff, handcuffed to a sheriff as a crack addict. He came out of his mother's body with her being chained to a deputy. That's how he got started. Hellacious life he lived. And God had stepped in and transformed his life and the life of Jesus flowing out of him. Can we, can we show that? Check this out. Hey guys, happy Memorial Day. I got my mask on. I'm out in Sacramento, California. I'm preaching here this weekend. And uh, I had to jump up early this morning and run out to the store to grab some things. About to head back to Alabama. But uh, man, I met a Holy Ghost Uber driver that <laughs> has fired me up this morning. And so uh, I want you to meet him. Uh, tell, tell everybody your name. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jorge. And uh, I'm just, I'm in honor to be right here with Pastor Kent. Amen. Tell him what happened. Tell him your story. So, yeah. So, um, I picked up Pastor Kent and, uh, you know, I just started sharing my, sharing my testimony of uh, how, you know, Christ has uh, really just, just restored my family. You know, I've been married for 15 years and this past year has been the best year just because we, we've, uh, we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, I, I came from a life of, of adultery. I came from a mm -hmm. life of, um, you know, strip clubs Tell and him. pornography. And I came from a life of of uh you know going out messing with other women uh and i'm just so i'm just so thankful for the power of the holy spirit to just transform me in new ways you know and now you know i use uber as a way to to witness to to all my passengers so everyone who comes in my car you know i let the holy spirit just do his thing because the holy spirit is the best evangelist he's gonna come in and he's gonna he's gonna open up doors for you to for you to talk about you know his love for you to talk about his transformation so every passenger that gets in I let God lead the way, and you know sometimes I pray for passengers. Sometimes I encourage I encourage passengers who might have walked away from the faith, and uh, I just encourage everybody to get back into church. You know, get get plugged into the body because we all need that. We all need that encouragement. We all need uh, discipleship. We all need fellowship. So, um, man, God is so good. He's gonna He's gonna always open up the door for you. So, you know, put God first. <laughs> you know, deny yourself and let God let God lead the way. This man has fired me up. He's Amen. a property manager here in California. He does Uber just for ministry. Amen. So he drives this car. He is an ecclesia here in the Uber. So I wanted two things to happen today. I want us to bless him. And then I want you to pray for people because just release uh, the anointing. You got a fresh hey, anointing. He's just started believing. Like he's a brand new yeah, yeah, believer. Yeah. And I got in his car. He's got praise and worship music going. Yeah, you, yeah. Feel, you feel the anointing as soon as you get in Amen. here. And Amen. he is like an, an evangelist on fire for Amen. people. And so... Alonzo, we Alonzo, right? No, Jorge. 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 My go. God, I look like Alonzo. <laughs> I do. I All get right. that way. Yeah. Let's, let's pray for Jorge. Jorge, we just we ordain you. Amen. We ordain this Uber car. We <laughs> ordain you as the ecclesia, and we say God is going to prosper you. God is going to bless you. God is going to use you with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You'll see healings. You'll see deliverances. You'll see restoration in a powerful way. We ordain this car, and we say the manifest presence of Jesus will rest in this car. Every person you picked up will be overwhelmed by the presence of Jesus, Amen. and unusual miracles will happen as you continue this ministry in Jesus' name. Thank you. Now thank pray you. for us today. Pray for everybody that needs to be activated with this kind of thank come you, on fresh faith you got. Yes, yes. Father God, Lord, I just want to come to you right now and I just thank you, Lord, that anyone who's on this stream right now listening, Lord, they're going to just feel a rejuvenation in their spirit, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that right now, Lord, that strongholds right now that are in their life are being broken right Whoa. now in Jesus' name, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that when they go out into the world, Lord, when they meet somebody at a gas station or they meet somebody at Walmart or they meet somebody at Walgreens, Lord, Lord, they're just going to be filled with your presence, Lord, and they're just going to want to want to talk to them about you, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that, that, Lord, you are the best evangelist, Father. So, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, that, that the whole body right now is being revived right now. I thank you, Lord, that, that right now you're building up your army of, of your soldiers, Lord, to go out into the world and preach the kingdom of the good news, Father. I thank you, Lord, that, that Lord, you, you came to deliver those who are, in, who are in bondage, Father. So, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, that everyone who's listening right now 
is going to receive your fresh anointing just like I'm receiving your fresh anointing. So, Father, I thank you. I love you. And I, and I, just, and I just pray for everybody right now to have a blessed, beautiful uh, Memorial Day. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. There we go. <laughs> so here we are from Uber. Me and my new friend, Letting It Rock. He's a 24-7 mobile Ark of the Covenant. Amen. Roaming Amen. the streets of Sacramento, California. And so... Thank you so much, yes, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, mm -hmm. hit the share button. People need to hear this man's story. Amen. Jorge's got a story. God has delivered him miraculously, and we just believe that this anointing on this video will travel as you share it out. So we love you. Bless you from Sacramento, California. The ecclesia is arising, and the gates of hell will not Woo! prevail against it. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Je so, see, this is a new mind shift. I was, you say, what were you doing in Sacramento? I planted a church. Huh? I planted a church in an Uber car. The pastor I was preaching for saw it. He goes, did you just ordain that guy? I was like, I dang sure did. He said, you don't even know him. I said, I do by the Spirit. I said, I gave him everything I had. Let him have it, Lord. Boom, got a church. He's texting me now saying, man, I'm on fire. I'm the ecclesia. You know what? Come on, somebody. It ain't that hard. I said it ain't that complicated. You got the life of Jesus, give the life away. Here's the problem and we'll end. We see ourselves as grasshoppers. Therefore, they see us as grasshoppers. See, I got something to give. You've got something to give. We're not trying to sell Jesus. You're powerful because you got the life of God on the inside of you. And so when you step into that environment, you automatically have authority because you've got life. But then this, right now in the Hebrew calendar, we're in that 40-day window where it literally says they were overthrown in the wilderness because they chose not to go in with God. This is where we are. We choose right now, right after this pandemic, in this transition, we choose do we spend another 40 years in the wilderness as the church? Or do we step into the promised land that God has for us in this season as the ecclesia? We choose this, this 40-day window we're in right now is when we choose. Do we go back around for 40 more years and die never having fulfilled our destiny? Or do we step into it? This is where we are. Now, the reason it's so hard to step into it is not because the wilderness is bad. See, this is what people don't realize. Pentecost is a wilderness experience. Fire by day, fire by night, cloud by day, manna, clothes, presence. That's all in the wilderness. And see, I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay in the church in the wilderness if God's offering me a promised land. I don't want to get to heaven one day and God say, what did you do, Kent, with your gifts? I just wandered around out in the wilderness with all the church folk. We had some good meetings. We built a big building. No way. No way I do that. I want to get to heaven and there'll be three people right there greet me. Hey, remember when you came to Walmart? <laughs> Saw me drunk in the parking lot. Thank you. Roland Buck, the 
if you've never heard this name, write it down. He was a pastor in Boise, Idaho, that the angel Gabriel visited 26 times. Now, I don't know about you, but when the angel Gabriel visits somebody, I want to hear what they got to say. And the 120 documented events that the angel told him about were fulfilled before he went to be with the Lord, all in order. He wrote a book called Angels on Assignment. I reread the book recently, and my mind was blown in the middle of the book. He said, the angel Gabriel came and said, Roland, if you want to know what's important to God, and you want to know what's on heaven's agenda, read Isaiah 58. And the angel Gabriel told Roland Buck, he said, people that live Isaiah 58, when they get to heaven, God's going to simply say thanks. And he said, every time you do something for somebody in the earth that they can't do for themselves, it's recorded in heaven. And I just believe, God, that if we will make this transition in any step of faith we can make into this new place God's wanting to take us into, we're going to see heaven we're going to gain heaven's attention. And we're going to see one of the greatest harvests we've ever seen. But we can't be overthrown in the wilderness. They all drank, last scripture, 1 Corinthians 10. We got it? But just experiencing God's wondering grace didn't seem to mean much to them. Most of them were defeated by temptation during the hard times in the desert. And God was not pleased. It says they all drank the same drink with the rock that followed them. They were all baptized into the same cloud. They all went through the same sea. They all ate the same spiritual food. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. Does that not sound like the church? We've all been baptized. We've all ate spiritual meat drank spiritual drink, been baptized into the cloud, Holy Spirit, but with most of them, God was not well pleased. Why? They didn't step in to their destiny. And so I just really feel like this is what God is saying to us, and, we're, and, and I'm trying to navigate it the best I can. So that's why we started these transformation weekends. I'd love for more people to come out as soon as they get through some of this pandemic. Help us on Friday night, pray and intercede and do what we need to do. Come out and support Saturdays when we're, all these recovery folks are joining, needing ministry and love and prayer. Come on Sunday mornings to hear the word of God, but then go back and live this transformational life. If you need more equipping, starting next Sunday, Maddox Hall, 10 o'clock, we'll be doing worship in the word. Every Sunday, if you need to be here on campus. If you need more equipping, on Wednesday night, on Zoom, we do the Ecclesia Accelerator, which will just push you into an accelerated place of discipleship if you need to be equipped to step into the things of God. And we just want to move forward. We got one goal. Every person is empowered to minister and release the life of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Flip it up right there. There you go. Okay. As an elder of the church, I would just like to say that, uh, We've all prayed for the glory of God to be manifest in this house. And it's happening. Me as a person, I love change. As long as you do all the changing to adapt to me, 
I don't know a lot about the Bible, but the Bible says God never changes. He has a character, so he wants me to adapt to him. We pray for the glory that's come. God took our apostle and started moving him all over the state of Alabama, moving him all over the United States. What's happened is what we pray for. What's happened to Dan Maddox, what I prayed for didn't happen in the preconceived idea that I thought it was going to happen. But it's happening. And that I cannot deny. It is happening, folks. So today we're at a pivotal point. Our pastor apostle has shared his heart. Now you and I have two choices. We can stand together and say, we may not understand everything, we not, may not be able to see the big picture. Faith just is a light to my feet and a lamp to my path. It doesn't show me all the way, but we know what the next step is. How many of you will stand with me as people that word alive and say, Apostle, Pastor Kent Bell, Bell would you come to the stage and stand by Kent? And we're going to acknowledge that God has spoken and just let you know We're for you. I've been here, what, 12 years. These two people have been here 20 years. 20 years when everything was going good, when everything wasn't good, they've stayed with us. Amen? All right. The Lord has called us to be with them because we are in the middle of the glory. The glory's here. And I tell you what, we're just barely touch the surface of what God's doing. But, amen. But I just, hey, God be true and everybody else a liar. That's what the word says. And I believe God. So, Pastor Ken, I made you a promise the day I came on staff. I said, I don't know if I can really help you, but I said I'd never do anything to hurt you. And today I'm still submitted to you if you need to correct me when these folks leave and tell me I shouldn't have got up here, I'll receive it I'm, because I'm an elder to church. But we're in a good place. But it doesn't look the way Dan Maddox thought it was going to look. But you see, that's God. But, hey, he's for us. And we love you all, love you both very much. And we honor both of you today Thank you. for your ministry. Give, give the Lord a big hand. Sweet Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place, fill our atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long to be overcome by your presence, Lord. 
This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.